0: everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark.
1: Yay!
0: Naomi, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, today we have another episode of Badass Women. Badass Women! Badass
0: Women!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who may not have listened to our series of Badass Women in season one of Opera After Dark. Yep. The whole concept is we pick ladies from music history that we think are pretty badass in one way or another.
2: Yeah, and people should know about mm-hmm.
1: them. And if we feel people should know about them, then we talk about them. hmm So I've been waiting Excellent. for this one because I really love this particular composer. Okay. Even though most people have probably never heard of her unless they've taken Music History 101 mm-hmm. in some kind of college conservatory course. Mm-hmm. And we are going to talk about none other than Barbara Strazzi. Oh, who is Barbara Never Strozzi? Never heard of her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Kyle. Okay. Well.
0: I love this. I. It's like by participating in this podcast, it's like I'm listening to a new podcast all at the same time.
2: Maybe we should reframe this podcast and call it Kyle Learned Something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For once in his life. <laughs> Oh, man. No, but tell who, us. Who is yeah. this Barbara? Tell
1: us about right. Barbara. So she lived in the middle of the Baroque era. Her okay. dates are 1619, <laughs> approximately, until 1677. Okay. And okay. so for those of you who know a bit about opera history, opera as an art form is born more or less around 1600 with the Florentine Camarata and then with... Uh, Claudio Monteverdi, and so... No, this
0: is about as early as it gets, right. as Pretty far as much. opera is concerned. We should do yeah.
2: an episode one day about, like, the birth of opera, as you know. An origin story. Yes. Can
0: we, can we adapt it from the script of Wonder Woman?
2: Yeah, the movie was great. <laughs> we'll use all the soundtrack from Wonder Woman. <laughs> we use all the soundtrack from Wonder Woman. we use all the extra audio that we have where I talk incessantly about chris pine's body <laughs>
0: you know what's terrible is that this what? is gonna um like we're gonna release this episode like months from now when wonder woman like even though wonder woman just came out now yeah when people listen to this they're gonna be like why the hell are they talking we're about Wonder Woman?" still
2: talking about wonder woman
0: <laughs> that movie was from like six months ago
2: you're ruining the magic kyle i know right
0: <laughs> people do <laughs> i'm just trying to explain why why the hell we're still talking about wonder woman
2: okay
1: Right. but okay. yeah. <laughs> so.
0: That's enough of that. That's
1: enough of that. Barbara Strazi. Can I just say
0: really quick yes. that I'm, of course, nervous because we're talking about Baroque music, which I do not love.
1: Well, maybe this woman will change her mind. We'll yeah. see. That we'll
0: would see. be great. I would love for that to happen.
1: OK, okay. so Barbara Strozzi is actually, uh, right off the bat, Scandal, an illegitimate daughter, we <sighs> think, of yes. Giulio Strozzi. Who was? Okay. Who was a librettist <laughs> poet who worked with Monteverdi, was connected with some of the members of the Florentine Camerata, that kind of thing. But also scandalous, he himself was a bastard son of his father that was wow. like later legitimized. So okay, you know, lots of generations of scandal here. But he's pretty important because he was super super well known in the musical life in Venice and in the opera scene and industry in Venice in Mm -hmm. the 1600s. So he worked with Monteverdi. He was a librettist for one of his operas. He also worked with Cavalli, who was really, really well-known. I love Cavalli.
2: One day, everybody, I'm just talking about all our future plans. One day we're going to talk about my favorite opera of all time, which is written by Cavalli. Is it Il Pomodoro? What? It's Il Giassone. Il Giassone. It is dirty <laughs> uh, really <laughs> it is great so side side note just to like we'll cut this if it doesn't work um is venice like the birthplace of opera as we know it today florence is the birthplace, florence is of the birthplace. Opera all right so to we're them. gonna have to plan a trip to florence oh yeah and we'll yes. record from there we'll talk about the origins of opera in florence <gasps> i love this idea
3: yes
0: that would be great
1: yes and it's easy to remember because the group that is credited with creating opera is the Florentine, Florentine Camerata. Yes. Right? Which essentially a bunch of... <laughs> oh. People, oh, you know, those, those yeah. Yes, They're those like people. a bunch mm-hmm. of dudes gathering in someone's living room talking about art and life and music and storytelling. And they came up with this idea. I, I should save it for the origin story. Save episode, it. Episode. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Geez,
2: God. Save it. Save it. Right. Okay, Giulio Strozzi. Wait, oh my God. If we ever do that, we can cast... Each of these members is like different members of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like where this is going. <laughs> no, just because like all the superheroes have their origin story and this is Opera's origin story. Right.
0: Yeah. We it might get a little bit out there, but I'm willing to try it. I
2: think our
1: listeners would run with it.
0: We already our listeners already have sat through Opera mixed with Game of Thrones. Uh mixed with
1: Harry Potter
2: Outlander. Harry
0: Potter Out Outlander just recently.
2: Outlander. Outlander. Outlander
0: Oat- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing. What I'm sure there are some uh opera fans. Actually I have at least, at least one friend <laughs> <laughs> that-, that that enjoys uh Opera and superhero movies. Well, actually, that that same friend uh, texted me. I'll give I'll, I'll give a shout out. My friend Colton. Hi, Colton. Um, Hello. Oh uh, yeah, dear darling Colton, who texted me after listening to the uh, Game of Thrones fantasy casting mm-hmm. and like flipped out about the um, casting of Barbara Hannigan as egret mm-hmm. and i was like wow you you i think are the only person that i know that <laughs> likes both of these things enough know. to like enjoy
2: <laughs> maybe we'll do an avengers opera casting mm. oh that would
0: be cool in the lead
2: up to like infinity wars whatever i that already know
0: or... i already know who thor would be
2: is it jonas kaufman save it no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just let me do this one. Just let me do this one. Who do, you, who do you think Thor would be? Not Jonas.
2: Would Thor be a tenor? Nope. Baritone. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Peter Matei? Marius Capitian. Dimitri Kvorovdowski?
0: No. You guys are thinking way too hunky. I mean, just like... Obviously.
2: Well, I, have you seen him? No. No, I mean, have you seen Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thor is hunky. Yes,
0: I have. Actually, Chris Hemsworth is my favorite of the Hemsworth clan. Is he your like,
2: favorite of the Chrises?
0: Oh, probably mm. not. That's too, that's too hard, though. They're all the same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, like, if you have to rank your Chrises, we did this recently at book club. If you had to mm-hmm. rank your Chrises, because they all are the same person, but yeah, we had to rank them.
0: Actually, right now, I've, yeah. been, I've been watching The Office for the first time. Mm-hmm. And just generally, I like him, so I'm pretty high on on Chris Pratt. I Chris think he's... Pratt
2: is in Parks and Rec, not The Office.
0: Oh yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. It's uh, it's basically I was the say, same show. The Office show.
2: would have
1: been a totally different experience if Chris Pratt With Chris was Pratt, in it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, is it for Parks you? It's like yeah. Chris
2: Pratt, and then the rest of them.
0: Uh, Chris Pratt
2: and some weird blend of white it, man.
0: i think then chris hemsworth is probably next okay and Mm -hmm. then i think earlier in my life it would have been chris evans but i think now it is instead chris pine
3: Mm.
0: followed by chris evans man tough tough run for chris evans he went from first to worst
2: (laughs) (laughs) what did he do do what did he do to you kyle
0: um, I think it wasn't what he did. It's just what the others did. Was Aww.
1: his V-line not sexy enough? Mm.
0: Uh, I don't think so. His sex line?
2: His sex line.
0: <laughs> okay, where were we?
2: Barbara Stra Barbara Strozzi. Strat- Strat-
0: I think um, you were talking about her Her papa. Her
1: today. Yes, Giulio Strazzi was very important in the operatic industry in Venice. Florence. Formerly,
0: formerly, formerly Florence. Uh,
1: I believe no, his was, family actually famous. did act did actually own property in Florence as well. Like he was from oh, a man. very wealthy family, and even though he was a bastard child, he was in his adult life he was legitimized, and so that I'm assuming so that
2: he could inherit things.
0: So he was born Julio Snow, and then decree. <laughs> I was
2: gonna make a Jon Snow joke, Can you beat me to it. Well done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Great so lines. Giulio Snow
1: now, right? Giulio Strozzi, Uh he had apparently what we think was a very long time love affair with his servant, Isabella Garzoni, and he actually named mm. her as his heir. So this was like a serious thing. Wait. Oh, a serious thing. Giulio Strozzi. OK. And so we believe that Barbara was their daughter. Julio and Isabella oh. okay but there's actually not a whole lot of like clear irrefutable proof that this is the
2: case he did let's ad- assume he did adopt her like legally okay he you know? adopted so- Barbara legally Barbara okay yeah. which is why her name is Barbara Strazzi and not Barbara Snow right, right. <laughs> okay got it right. got it well,
0: wait because we like <laughs> really like to just go on tangents mm-hmm. what would the um the bastard name be in Venice?
2: uh like canal i don't know
0: <laughs> oh well there is Maybe in the like riverlands Bruni? it's it is rivers in game of thrones
2: rivers yeah barbara rivers barbara yeah. canal <laughs> barbara rivers yeah barbara rivers okay <laughs> not uh, related at all to joan rivers <laughs> oh. may she rest,
0: may in, she peace. rest in peace mm-hmm. yes
2: okay all right where was i all right barbara adopted by her dad babs Babs. Babs is yes. adopted by her dad. She's okay. legit. So he was
1: very encouraging of her musical talents. Mm-hmm. And to the point where, because it was not really socially acceptable for women to be performers and, like, publicly earning money in this time period, unless uh-huh. they were essentially mm-hmm. courtesans, right? Right. He established and created a music academy Basically, for the sole purpose of like showcasing Barbara and all of her talents. To her dad a, did. Her dad did, to give her a venue. Wow. To so they had a lot
2: of money, though. They had a lot of money. Okay. To okay.
1: both perform and also to teach her musical skills like composition and how to play the lute and so things like nepotism that. Nepotism at its finest. Right. Okay. Could,
0: could women uh, attend the theater at that time?
3: I'm
1: sure yeah. they could, yeah. It was a very perform. social thing. They just, yeah. you know, was not totally kosher for them to perform. Okay, and so she actually never did perform on an opera stage, but she became extremely well known as a singer in like salon ish type circles, Mm -hmm. and also in this academy, and also extremely prolific as a composer. And so we believe that she actually composed more songs and published more songs in her lifetime than any other composer of her time.
2: Did she compose under her name? Under her own name. All right. Okay. Yeah. and Damn, girl.
1: So she was considerably talented. Everyone seemed to testify that she was a beautiful singer, and she would perform a lot of her own songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of debate about whether or not she herself led the life of a courtesan
2: <gasps> because oh. what? she never oh. married.
1: Right. But she did have four children Oh, <gasps> oh good by for her. two different men. Good for her. Dang. Yeah.
0: This is like... I- I hope this doesn't sound too crass, but it's like it actually is a family of bastards.
1: Yeah,
2: it, it was like multiple generations of was going on. It, it is
0: a, a family of illegitimate.
2: No, children. I think that's right. fine. I'm looking at this picture that Naomi is looking at of her. Oh yeah, this is the other great part. She's pretty hot. Well, we think this yes. is a portrait
1: of her, and of course, it's like the only portrait that could possibly be her. Uh-huh. She's holding a viola mm-hmm. da gamba. And like her right boob is just like her boobs hanging are out there. present. Yeah,
3: yes. I mean they're
2: both
1: present, but one of
2: them is like free. Uber <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll right?
3: put it,
1: we'll put, right. put it we'll
2: put it on the blog. Right, I'm with so you're into it. She had four I am children. Into it. <laughs> All right, she had four kids, two different fathers. Two different
1: fathers. So she
2: supported, did she support the whole family with her writing? She supported herself because
1: the father of three of her children died and did not leave them in the will whatsoever, like provided nothing for
2: them. I thought you said two, she had four kids by two different Oh, so it's three and one, yeah, not two three, and two. Yeah, okay, three and one. Sorry, So sorry.
1: three children by one man and one child by another man. Got it. So uh, the man that we know about was Giovanni Paolo Vidman. Okay. And he was, like, a, apparently a huge patron of the arts and supporter of opera at this time. And when he died, he left nothing to her, nothing to his children, even though, like, everyone knew that they were his kids. Mm-hmm. And so she basically supported her whole family with – Composing and publishing. Like Clara Schumann. Yeah. And so, which is part of why she was so prolific because she needed to make money. Right. And so that's how she did it. And she already had this reputation and skill set.
2: Well, should we, why don't we listen to something?
1: Yeah. So I've picked uh, one that any student that has ever gone through. Music 101, in the same era that I did,
2: uh, would probably recognize from the Norton Anthology. Except me, because I did not pay attention in music history class, so I, know, I do God. not remember I this remember at all. like,
0: four pieces from oh, music
1: history. If I had taught you music history, you would have remembered. Well, Never. Naomi. I
0: probably would have.
1: You, you did okay. not. So... The song we're going to listen to is called Lagrime Mei. And to clarify, she never actually composed opera, but she composed what was called cantatas. And they were basically like long story songs for solo singer or small ensemble. Like a monodrama. Yeah, like a monodrama. And so kind of like one step removed from Mm -hmm. opera. And so the one that is on one of these anthologies and that is pretty popular is a poem that begins with like the translation is tears of mine why do you hold back why don't you wash away the pain which takes my breath and crushes my heart lydia whom i adore because she gave me a pitying glance has been imprisoned by her severe father the innocent girl is locked up within walls which the sun's rays cannot penetrate and what pains me most and increases my torment is that I am the cause of my beloved suffering. Mm. So it goes on like this, right? Mm. And so, what she's really loved for amongst those who love Baroque music, mm-hmm. so not Kyle, <laughs> everyone, everyone but Kyle,
3: not
0: me,
2: not
1: Kyle. Is the word Actually, painting. you know what's terrible? What?
0: What's terrible is it? It's not necessarily baroque music altogether it's mostly baroque
2: opera oh i love baroque yeah baroque opera's great it's so Uh, fun you're just not looking at the right stuff because like i said earlier it's like really dirty Mm -hmm.
0: well you guys also know how i feel about the harpsichord
2: I don't want well, to go into this Well, the great
1: thing about Barbara Strozzi is that most of her stuff, when you listen to recordings of it, the accompaniment or the continual instrument of choice is generally lute or some kind of, like, banjo early cousin.
0: You know what? I'm undecided on the lute. Oh. Why don't we listen and I'll let you know. We'll Fine. listen.
1: And as we listen, listen to the word painting. So things like lagrime mei, which means, like, tears of mine. She's known for creating vocal lines that are very expressive and evocative of what the words actually mean.
2: All right, let's listen.
0: All right, I'm willing to formally state that I enjoy the lute more than the harpsichord. Thank you. Even though it is probably a closer relative to the banjo. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. In actuality.
1: All right, yes. So... That's Barbara Strozzi, one of her compositions. We believe that she wrote a lot of her own texts for the things that she composed. Oh, okay. So she's, like, librettist and composer all in yeah, one. Although her father mm. was also a poet, so, like, she was surrounded by poetry and art and mm-hmm. that sort of thing.
0: That's nice.
1: And so the, uh, the interesting thing, too, is that even though she was this incredibly prolific composer and performer, we actually think that she lived a pretty, like, secluded, normal-slash-unusual life Huh. Some people, like scholars used to speculate that she was a legit courtesan, but then others have refuted that saying, no, like you would have known mm-hmm. if she was actually a functioning courtesan, and it would have been slightly atypical given the fact that Giulio Strozzi adopted her officially. Right. And that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so who knows, but she, am, she am was I an amazing poser.
0: Am I correct in assuming that she... Did not do any church music.
1: She did primarily se- secular music. Okay, I mm-hmm. believe there is one book or collection of sacred songs that she wrote, but everything else was secular. Okay. So, do you
0: think that has to do with her own
1: life choices? Uh, uh, yeah, life, a life choices. A like she was,
0: she was probably ex- excluded from the church. I would guess.
1: Well, I think that you know, women could not sing in the church at this time right, right? especially mm-hmm. in italy and so it's the kind of thing where she wasn't able to sing in church she wasn't able to sing on the opera stage and so what was left for her right essentially like salon performing or the equivalent of of that time and kind of private performances and secular song that type of thing so i'm imagining mm-hmm. that there wasn't a whole lot of money in writing sa- sacred music for her because she couldn't get a huh. church job right? no it's true so, yeah no, that right. makes
2: sense so how long did she did she live She lived from 1619 to 1677. Okay.
1: Decently
2: long. 58? Yeah. Yeah. Math. Mm. (laughs) You did it. I did it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, she's one of the earliest women to publish her works and sell them
2: publicly. That's amazing. So, sort of like, I'm assuming back then there wasn't... Like, a publishing house that did this. So, does she basically have to sort of create her own their like company in order to publish? Like, she self-published or? Well, like,
1: musical printing presses did exist because the Petrucci printing press okay. was already out there. And Venice was, like, a pretty hot hub for, like, the music industry generally. So, okay. I'm sure she worked with somebody that had a printing press in Venice cut a deal with them. She didn't have a publisher that looked after her in the same way that, like, Recordy looked after Verity, right? Right, yeah. But... Yeah. But did anybody back then? I, there must have been some kind of industry for yeah. printed sheet music because that's hmm. part of what she did, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how big the industry was, but... You think it existed in I think in it some existed form. in some God. form, in, like, a, a nascent form of what it then evolved into. Well,
2: why don't we listen to... Something else that she, so she right. wrote. So another one that she wrote.
1: Um, I found one called Love Song of the Renaissance. I'm into it. There's a lot that she wrote. If you put her name into like YouTube, there's all kinds of things. Um, so her
0: stuff still gets performed, generally.
1: It does. I mean, it's obviously
2: not on your like top 40 classical hits. Right.
3: But
0: <laughs> because it's Baroque.
1: Because it's Stop Baroque. Stop it. And...
2: And it's I'm Spotifying her right now. Go on,
1: <laughs> and also because Winnie. she writes mainly soloistic music, right? So it's not like it's performed in an opera or with large ensembles, right? For the most part. Um, but I was super into her when I was an undergrad, and I actually performed some of her works as part of like my rep because oh. I was I was really into it, and yeah, yeah. it was really beautiful. And I just felt like, you know, you should like represent women composers because. She was incredibly prolific. Yeah. So, So, what is this? Is Love
2: Song of the Renaissance? Love Song of the Renaissance. Let's take a listen.
3: so 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 so
0: enjoy that much more than uh, to baroque be honest opera? what i've heard of baroque opera baroque opera is just too much of like i don't know like baroque rich recitative makes me want to stab myself in the eye
2: <laughs> all right but well folks so we're gonna do a series prepare yourself for it and if you're not interested it's kyle's fault where we are going to delve into the baroque and we're gonna make kyle love it can we call the there, series if it's not baroque don't fix it yes
0: <laughs> that would be great and to be honest there are a few things i would like more than to really enjoy baroque music
2: all right get ready for it people it
0: just has not happened not yet but i am i am hopeful because i think like most people before mm-hmm. they know much about it or like really take it in mm-hmm. um i wasn't a huge fan of 20th century music but mm-hmm. now i enjoy it pretty well so
2: all right. Well, prepare yourself, folks, for that series. Coming TBD. And thanks for... In the for, meantime... Uh, yes.
0: In the meantime, in we the should meantime. do... Or we should put out a survey of our audience and figure out what uh, compositional periods people like the best. No. Because I bet you hardly anybody will say Baroque.
1: We'll put out a little Facebook multiple choice post. Yeah. And you can please. click what era you're
2: most into. Fine, Kyle, oh if that's what gosh. you want. Um, I, in the meantime, not... <laughs> meantime, we're gonna wrap up about Babs, I think. About right? Babs, yeah, that's yes. Fair. So that's all I really have to say about Babs, but check out her music. Pretty
1: badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and quite badass. Yeah. And don't forget to check us out on social media. Yes, please do. We have Facebook, we have Twitter
0: yeah we should we do instagram. the instagram
1: we don't have we don't a gram. yet we don't have an instagram yet but maybe by the time you listen to this we will the gram yes yeah
0: if so. we did it would be at opera after dark
2: it sure <laughs> would be i hope it would be
1: yes also we have our website and blog where we're posting fun things exactly so yes. check we'll
0: us out we'll have a we'll have a photo of of babs
1: Yes, you can mm, check bad. out the only photo, in ex- or not photo,
2: portrait. <laughs> yeah,
0: Super risqué.
2: Super risqué very,
1: very, very early daguerreotype No, Right. It's a painted portrait okay. that
2: we think is her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we're yes. pretty sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're experts, so we're pretty sure. Right. Um, but thanks for joining us and listening and learning a little bit more about some badass women in music history. And I am Elspeth. I'm Naomi.
0: And I'm Kyle.
2: And we'll, we'll uh, see you next time. <laughs> Thank
1: you for listening to Opera After Dark. Bye.
0: Bye. need to coordinate our exclamations
2: mm. we do all right ready one two three badass, badass women yeah, why did you you hesitated kind of, I didn't, you hesitated
0: you were like one two three badass women no
2: no one more time you count off okay. then if i'm so terrible at it
0: three two Jesus. one
2: badass, badass. women Whatever. <laughs>